You guys, I, I didn't even think about it until right now, hearing Angie pronounce my last name, that we're in Italy, and you Italians, you real Italians are probably, your ears probably hurt every time you hear the American pronunciation of my last name. Sorry about that, but being Italian-American, I used to think I was Italian, and I realized I, I wasn't. <laughs> It's kind of depressing, actually. A real Italian told me that in college. Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, clear all of that, guys. And I'm, I'm a different person. I'm a new man standing up here on stage in front of you right now because I am Rob Viglione, Viglione, whatever, uh, the CEO of Horizon Labs. Not this touchy, feely, warm, opening ecosystem of Horizon. No, I am the calculating CEO of a technology company that wants to make a lot of money. I really do. Now, what I want to impose, or not impose on you, share with you guys today is how these two things relate. Because you guys are, are our welcome guests to the first ever Horizon Ecosystem Summit. And I hope you're having fun, because I'm having a blast. And the feedback that I'm getting so far from all of the really smart, interesting, motivated people who are here, from the team to community to partners, everyone's enjoying it. Please continue that. And we have a lot of other really fun conversations for you. But what's really important and why we scheduled this conversation for the second day is uh, I wanted to explain why is this funny company, Horizon Labs, putting together a Horizon Ecosystem Summit and making such a big deal of this public blockchain ecosystem when we are a for-profit software company. Well, there's actually a very deep connection there, and it makes sense in a very calculating way, and we've had a lot of very sophisticated internal wargaming strategy sessions about why we're doing what we're doing and why we're so convinced that by supporting the Horizon Ecosystem, we all have an amazing opportunity together. So, it's a lot, a lot to share in a short period of time with not too many slides, and the team did a fantastic job putting together some simple but really impactful slides, so thank you. Uh, now, Horizon Labs was created actually by you know, founders, original team members, big investors like DCG, Barry Silbert, and Zen, Horizon, specifically to support the Horizon ecosystem. Right, and sometimes we get lost in our own complexities uh, when we think about wh why are we doing what we're doing, does it make sense? Like, is this what we would be doing if we started the company from scratch? We have to remember our origins, and that's why yesterday we talked about origin stories for Horizon, uh, because everything in life tends, well, not everything, there are actually path-independent processes, but we humans live in a path-dependent world, and we at Horizon Labs definitely live in a path-dependent world, which is where we are today. And we were actually funded, capitalized, launched, started, by a group of people who are really passionate about Horizon and the mission goals of Horizon, uh, including where our money came from, from the biggest investors in Zen in the world. Um, now, this wasn't just a, you know, a hobby project. This wasn't us doing a charity. This was us raising capital because of a set of beliefs that we can actually turn this technology, or you know, we were already building technology, that could be turned into a, a variety of really important infrastructure and products that are going to help change this world through Web3, right? Now, at the time, we didn't call it Web3 because maybe we weren't uh, you know, that visionary at the time, but you say, what is today Web3? We were thinking in, ver in a lot of other deep ways. Uh, now, the, the infrastructure that we built for Horizon is unique in a variety of ways. You actually heard some, some really important conversations earlier this morning, in particular on our interoperability protocol Zendu that we delivered 
a year ago, right, into production a year ago. That was a beast of a project, and it wasn't just us doing something that we thought was cool technology, which it really is. It was us actually laying really important foundations so that we can scale out blockchains in a really big way. Uh, now, the one way that I look at this, you know, the big global economy where you've got tens of trillions of dollars of value of transactions happening every year, or maybe more, I don't know if it's hundreds of trillions at this point, but there's a lot of activity that happens in the real world. And us in our crypto world, especially those that were here for a while and are just used to the Bitcoin world or the Ethereum world, we, we love what, what's going on. We love what we've built. We love this really cool breakthrough. Uh, in, in Web3 and crypto and decentralizing technologies. But I, I think, in a way, as, as worldly as we think we are, we're, we're sort of myopic because there's so much more happening in the world, in the global economy, in social constructs, that really we're not capturing as an industry. And we're not going to capture it until we lay really solid foundations that can scale in a way where, look, we keep it simple. In our minds, it's a simple requirement to get this technology out there in a meaningful way, which is basically we need a lot of infrastructure that can do a lot of different things simultaneously and not have things. This is why I don't believe in, you know, like my, my favorite group to, to mock or, you know, they'll probably destroy me on Twitter, the Bitcoin maxis or these other tribalists out there that have their favorite, you know, ecosystem in crypto and they've put some money in there and therefore they want it to be the most important thing in the world. But I can promise you this. The world's economic activity will not flow on, on a single chain like Frodo with his magic ring. There's one ring to rule them all. There's not going to be one blockchain to rule them all. Blockchains, and this was kind of like one, one uh, epiphany that I had in my head. I thought I was pretty smart for it. Maybe you guys are going to think it's sort of dull. But I view blockchains, the L1s that, we, that exist today and those that will exist in the future, are going to be sort of like ISPs, internet service providers in the future. It'll be more like background infrastructure on top of which real important things flow. And users really shouldn't have their favorite tribe about which you know, network they flow over. It should just work. Things should work. Applications should work. They should do things that are meaningful and actually provide value into the world. It is not about the particular technology. It's not about this consensus, that consensus. I don't know, this latency, this TPS, or whatever your favorite thing is. Maybe it's a snark, maybe it's a stark. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. It should all be form function on the back end. It just works, right? So we believe in a world where there will exist hundreds and then thousands of blockchains that have different form function to suit different needs, different purposes in the real world with applications to flow over them. And we want to be a backbone for that. Look, we're probably not going to be the only backbone in the world for this sort of thing. There are a lot of other really smart people in the world working on this technology. Not that many, which represents really interesting opportunities and in the fact that we're one of a handful of serious players out there that are building real technology that can scale in this space. But there will be others. And there will be hundreds of blockchains and thousands of blockchains. And at the end of the day, this will be a commodity. Blockchains will be a commodity. Now, this is why our strategy is very focused on interoperability and interoperability that scales and compatibility with the most important standards that are out there. Just like in the Web2 world, there emerged a set of certain standards that were dominant, and that's it, end of story. In our world, there are some standards that are looking like they're you know, dominant now. Maybe they'll be binding dominant in the future. We'll see. Right? Some of them like an Ethereum standard. And that's why we decided to pivot, and we you know, sure as heck want an EVM, an Ethereum virtual machine, in our world. And we don't just want one. 
We want dozens, then we want hundreds of them. And that's just for now. That's for starters, right? And these things need to be networked together. They need to be seamless. You need to be able to transfer information, information that looks like digital assets, and it must flow between them in a way that is actually secure. And security is a really important characteristic of these systems. Right? This is the world we live in as a company. And you know, we happen to be the guys that also delivered the technology for the open protocol, the open ecosystem horizon, that enables all this. This is the big deal for us. Our competitive advantage in the world of crypto is the fact that we can have a lot, a lot, a lot of different blockchains that operate simultaneously, asynchronously, and in an environment where they can be independent in a way, but if they choose, they can send certificates back to a public ecosystem where the world can verify what happens, right? This is the point. Even one of the missions, or the mission that we crafted a year ago in a strategy session for what is the mission of Horizon Labs is to provide integrity for the world's information, sort of esoteric, but it's meaningful. And the whole point of these systems was really timestamping and having some sort of source of truth for information. That information set can and should be expansive and growing, and we have no idea what all the applications are going to be. And right now, quite frankly, maybe I'm a bad CEO, but I don't care. What I want us to do is focus on the fundamentals, get the technology out there, the platforms, the interoperability, focus on the most important standards we need to be compatible with today, and then we can expand tomorrow on what happens to work, and we'll probably be part of creating what ends up working for tomorrow. Now, if there's one thing that you get out of this big event, guys, I hope it's that we have a lot of really motivated, smart, intelligent, great people, human beings that we've brought together. That is the one thing that I'm super humbled about, and I just still can't believe it. When I look around at the audience, or I look around at the, you know, the aperitivo we did last night on the beautiful rooftop, you guys are amazing who put that together. Uh, Natalia, another shout out to you, I don't know if you're here today. Uh, but it's this amazing group of human beings that we brought together for a common mission that I think matters, right? And the one promise I can give to our team is the things that we work on should matter. We don't always know, I'm going to be wrong plenty of times, but we build the type of resilient organization that's a learning organization, and then we can accelerate into that future. Now, we've started, you know, fits and, uh, I don't know, stops or whatever the, the, the phrase is, especially in Ralph's presentation yesterday, you heard about a lot of the issues we had when we first launched as a purely community-driven project in Horizon, and we had all, you know, open source community that was unpaid, volunteers, you know, for the best projects in the world that are the hottest and everyone wants to go there and make a name for themselves, like Bitcoin, Ethereum, it works completely fine, right? And maybe there's different trade-offs they have. For a small new project like our own, like we, we had a really hard time bringing in a lot of people to contribute. All right, so then we formed this company, Horizon Labs. You heard that origin story, and it took us a while. I mean, we, we formed as a company with you know, an investment or capitalization that today in this industry would be laughable. I mean, we raised uh, you know, less than $4 million in a convertible note round when we first launched, and we started building out our team. A few years ago, we had a few engineers. All right, so if you look at what we've accomplished today, I want you guys to look at this in the context of a nonlinear process of we're building out and forming, you know, focusing on the right people. And that's why like, I, we've scaled significantly as a company in the last year, or as in labs, remember this for-profit beast we're creating, going from like 20 to 80 employees in a year. For us, that's really big growth. And also for us, we needed to learn. So like, we capped it in a way. We didn't just go gangbusters and try to hire everyone in the world. We were focusing on hiring the right people, getting them in the right organizational structure, and building out the right processes so that we can scale. We've done a pretty good job. And you can see with some of the things that we've delivered in the last really nine months or so, uh, maybe a year if, if we count Zendu, 
Like, this is all from a team that was really scrappy, funded with less than $4 million. And yes, we've raised more and we've made a lot more. So we're very well capitalized now, but we weren't even a year ago, right? So in the context of this greater world of Web3, when you look at the accomplish accomplishments that we've made, like this in about a year's time is ridiculous. Now, Zendu, I know, and Alberto told you this morning, involved years from invention to you know, designing to prototyping to getting into production. And that was the big beast for us. And we did this on a shoestring budget with a handful of developers. Now we have, I wouldn't quite say an army, but we have like, a, I don't know, a company of troops in, the, in our company that is actually a, a handful of some of the most uh, intelligent, motivated professionals that I've seen in my career. I'm not that old, but I've had a decent career. And we're already pumping out things that are already starting to matter. Now, you look at this, okay, why does a new, a new wallet matter? Or why does a new minting platform matter? Again, like I, I gave that, uh, you know, going to the moon analogy yesterday. For us, this was actually a really big deal for the industry. No one really cares yet. But we're laying the foundation so that we can really start scaling out. And scaling out a product. And as a for-profit company, we need to make money. And us making money is going to be really important to the Horizon ecosystem, driving additional developments. Now, there's a lot here, guys. I, I don't need to go checklist through this stuff for you because you've heard much better presentations by the people that actually built these things. But the next big thing for us, that next big coming out, is the EVM. And this is really the first you know, major kind of us coming out and, and joining or rejoining the Web3 world. Like we've been building out in, say, our silo for some time because we just didn't have a lot of resources. And we had this really big vision that, quite frankly, a couple of years ago, we didn't have the resources to actually accomplish. Now, we got lucky in some ways, for sure. We got lucky. We, we survived the bear markets. We survived the issues. And we were around at a good time in the last bull market. And we raised more money, made more money. And now we're very well resourced to actually accomplish this mission that we're on. Okay, now, for those that we're working with, I hope you agree with me that Horizon Labs makes for a pretty fantastic partner. We do have one of the coolest apes out there, guys. This is a company ape. I think he's a very handsome fellow. You saw him on, on my t-shirt yesterday and a lot of other t-shirts out there for you. But we bring to the table a confluence of capabilities, skills, uh, unique things that aren't exactly, they're not unique in and of themselves, each of these categories, but the agglomeration of them, what we bring together in total, is pretty fantastic. And the partners that we're working with, the projects that we're working on, everything from releasing you know, ApeCoin to other side to a variety of others that I don't know if I'm even allowed to talk about yet that we're working on, to token mints, to wallet, to infrastructure, new block explorer ideas we have, things that you might seem boring to people, like infrastructure, who cares? No, it's actually critical, right? This, this industry is migrating towards that. But as a whole, the confluence of skills that we have is absolutely amazing. Frankly, we have a lot of zero knowledge capability that, okay, ZK, cryptography goes over my head, whatever. But actually, the privacy element, the scalability element to this technology is absolutely critical. We made a bet on this years ago with you know, not enough resources at the time. And we realize now, right? And even then we knew it. But now we have the resources, now we have the, the talent. And this technology is absolutely critical to scaling out blockchain into the real world, to creating this network of hundreds and then thousands of blockchains in a privacy-preserving way. Because what is a blockchain other than a replicated you know, database that's open to the public? Or not, if you want to keep it private. But you don't want all of your sensitive information out there into the public, right? I, I don't. And probably, if we get, really get into it, none of you do either. Well, if blockchains are going to be really useful for a variety of applications that we can't even imagine today, we need to have privacy-preserving technology. We need to have that technology that scales out you know, with uh, the network of interoperable blockchains. And we also have a lot of other tech 
technical capability here that just a lot of the other dev shops in our industry, frankly, don't have. Not knocking them for it, they're working on different niches, but not everyone has great protocol engineers. Right? And a protocol engineer for building out a network of blockchains, pretty darn important, right? Writing a smart contract is much different than building a smart contracting platform, right? And we have all of that stuff, including a fantastic smart contracting team that works with some of the best brands in the world right now, like Yuga Labs and the Board API Club. We have PhD economists on staff, so we do fantastic tokenomics for these projects. So like, one of the theses, and it was on one of the panels yesterday, is that we're going to move towards a token economy in the world. As we get more economic activity on chain, that, that, you know, things that happen, assets that, that occur, and things that today we don't even think of as assets will be tokenized, they'll be on chain, and to have some of the best you know, experts in the world in tokenomics in-house has been a fantastic value proposition for us, working with some of the best clients out there. And we happen to get really good at token launches, right? I wish, we, you know, back in the day, we were so naive, we thought we could just go and mint a token. It doesn't happen that way, guys. Lawyers got involved. Sorry for you lawyers. I mean, thank you to your lawyers, I should say. Uh, keeping us legit, right? But there's a lot that goes into it. And this is an example. I, I keep honing in on EVM, and everyone who knows me knows that the EVM's really the most important thing in my mind right now because this is our coming out of finally being compatible with what's important out there today. And we're not just going out there and building technology. The way that we operate as a company, we have a ridiculously good full stack, you know, set of capabilities. Ralph coined that term years ago. And, you know, we're, we're doing everything from proper product development, requirements generation, to thinking about what's the user experience going to be, how we're going to place this thing in the market, how we're going to get, you know, a lot of TVL on chain. We're, we're doing a blitz campaign, guys. We're going to throw out a bunch of applications that are really important and do this in a thoughtful way, not just copy-pasting applications and getting them out there into the market, but thinking about what are the deficiencies in, in DeFi today, and then how do we solve these things? Like, even if it's just on the user experience side, even if it's just on the, the you know, education side, like what Spencer was talking about on the panel earlier today, having a coherent, open, honest discussion about the, the risks that you're taking when you get into these you know, DeFi liquidity pools, we're thinking through these things and we want to have a coherent story. So when we go out there with a bundle of products or a suite of dApps, you know, they're actually take care of our users, right? So the people can trust us and come into the ecosystem. In a trustless world, which is what we're building here with our technology, it really it sure helps having an organization that has people to care and you can trust to the extent that you can trust people, right? Now, I'm making a commitment to you guys. I have a couple minutes left. And I hope I'm not up here next year and apologize for not meeting these goals, right? But what I want to do, I want to be bold. I want to say, by next, end of next year, I want to have a dozen working sidechains in our ecosystem. Today, we have one. We're going to have two with the EVM, and we're working with a bunch of other partners right now that want their own L1s. We think they do. They think they do. We'll see if it's a match made in heaven. We'll see how these rollouts go. Uh, and because we're a little bit delayed on the EVM, this will be an even more truncated window. But I want us to be bold. I want us to get out there, take this risk, and own up and be honest about what's going on. And hey, if we don't hit it, we don't hit it. There will be consequences, guys. Um, but we're going to actually go out there and really try to change this ecosystem. All right. uh, and we need to make money out. So we're thinking very thoughtfully about how this is going to be a sustainable economic system. Now, Horizon Labs is not going to be the only builder of Horizon. This is a Horizon Summit, and we're a very big player in the Horizon ecosystem. It's really important to us, even as an important company in this ecosystem, we don't want to monopolize it. In fact, I'm with the opposite. I want to spark a real ecosystem, and I want to get out of the way. So even things like this public treasury, yeah, Horizon Labs was really the, the core set of developers for the Horizon protocol. But even today, we're, we're actually replacing ourselves. We're getting other dev shops in there. You met some of the Tixel guys in this, in this uh 
know, conference. And like, I love the fact that we have other highly competent, really sophisticated engineering groups that are coming in now and taking the mantle from Horizon Labs. We want more of this, guys. I want to get to the point where we're not earning anything off the public treasury, right? We're, we're big proponents of community councils. We're really supporting heavily the foundation and all of the work that we do at the protocol level we're writing is in improving proposals for now so that everything's out there in the public, the community can weigh in on everything. Um, so, like, if we just took a step back, I know I'm out of time, and I introduced myself to you guys, and you didn't know that I had anything to do with Horizon, and I just said, look, look at this company that we have. Look at all the projects we have, the track record we have, the capabilities we have, and the capital that we have, and we're choosing to actually invest heavily in this Horizon ecosystem. You know, would that instill confidence in you guys? For me, it sure as heck would. All right? And I know I'm biased. I'm for sure biased on Horizon and Zen, and this is why we have an amazing group of professionals who challenge me all the time. Of, Rob, are you, are you investing so much in this ecosystem because you're, you're emotional about it? Well, sure, I am. But we actually have really, really good reasons, and the way in which we're investing makes a lot of sense strategically. Right? So Horizon Labs is a company committed to building out this ecosystem and making it one of the most important in the industry. And I think that that's, really, it's a message that I wanted to share with you guys all today because it can be convoluted. You guys are in the Horizon Summit. I know that, you know, Ralph and I launched Horizon together. Uh, now we have this Horizon Labs thing, what's going on. I hope this provided some clarity. And importantly, I, I hope that this instills confidence in all of you guys, you know, including our team. And I wanted to just be bold, get out there, make some really important just KPIs, make them public, and you guys hold me accountable. If we totally flop, let me know. Yeah, and uh, maybe I'll buy you a coffee and apologize. We'll see. Anyway, thank you guys. I appreciate the time. <laughs>